I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Hello, everybody. My name is Jordan Brinkshutter, and welcome back to Life Today Live. Today, I am so excited because I have been following our author, Lainey Renee, for almost a decade, not to date myself, but I, I'm so honored and I am so excited to go over Daughter, Becoming Who You Already Are by Lainey Renee. Lainey, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I feel like you just dated both of us. So yeah, yeah. together 10 years. Oh my gosh. Like, ooh. I know. I was like, oh. That's how long I've been on Instagram. Yeah. I was right there, girl. As soon as you jumped on, bam, follow, That's awesome. follow. That's yeah, I know. I was awesome. thinking, I was like, back when I was a teenager, oh, was that like a couple years ago? No, it was almost 10 years ago. And it's yeah. so weird to say, but hey, it happens. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Man, let's just jump. Let's jump right into it. So Daughter, Becoming Who You Already Are. Why this book? Why now? What need have you seen for being his daughter? Yeah. Um, gosh, that's a, a huge question. I feel like I wrote this book and now I'm like, I feel like there could be a daughter one, a daughter two, a daughter three, because there really is so much to really discovering who we are and more importantly, just who God is as our father. And um, a scripture that really played a part in writing this book was Psalm 143, when it talks, or 145, where it talks about there is no end to the discovery of greatness that surrounds him. And, you know, I read that one day, it was just like, man, like, there really is no end to the discovery of who you are. And that goes back to discovering who we are. And um, as I was kind of just starting writing this book, my husband and I had just walked through a miscarriage with our little boy and um, we were just in the thick of healing and um, heartbreak and also just discovering God in a, in just a really tangible way. And um, through that season, I was very open about what we had walked through and what we had experienced. And I remember because our loss was public, because I had just shared, you know, that we were pregnant on social media, I felt like I had to go back basically and say, now we're not pregnant. And that was a really hard thing to do. Um, but I also wanted to do it because I was already experiencing the hope that God had for us in that season. And I wanted to share that with other people. Um, and through that, a lot of other women shared their stories that they had walked through, whether was a loss of a family member or a loss of a child or grief that they were walking through. And um, it just honestly like broke my heart how many ended with it doesn't get better. You know, it, it we don't heal from this. And um, I just felt something rise up in me of just like, no, like we, we get to live whole because Jesus is a healer and it doesn't mean we don't walk through broken things we live in a broken world we experience brokenness every single day but as a daughter we have a healer and we have access to truly living in uh, a reality that's not our reality of what we see every day and um, that was a season where i discovered that again but i also feel like you know it's the thing that i've been discovering my whole life i have 
um, you know, women who are in my life as mentors and younger girls that I talk to as well. It, this, this identity and the truth about who we are just seems to be the reoccurring thing of something we never grow out of. Like we always need to be reminded who we are and who God is to us as a father. And it's the one thing, like I say all the time, you know, our titles, our roles, these things in life that we become, those things change all the time. But the one thing that never changes is we're a daughter, that we're his. And that's the one title and identity we will take with us when we leave this earth. And um, it's the only one that truly gives us real purpose in life. Yeah. So much to unpack right there, girl. I had all these questions and you hit like every <laughs> single one of them. So, so amazing and so good. Okay. I got to start. So first of all, thank you so much for just your vulnerability and your heart to share what you went through with your husband and the loss of your son, because I know that so many people in my life have walked through that and just being open and honest about it. Not a lot of people do that and not a lot of people share of the hope or they'll, they'll say something and then they just kind of leave you hanging and there, there's no discussion about it really. And so my, my key question to you, I guess, is I'm so glad that you have hope now but did in that moment in the moment of it actually happening did you feel that hope what did you feel as you were walking through that devastation yeah um i would say the first like couple days were the hardest i remember kind of feeling hope in some moments and not in others like when i was really honest with like my mom and my sister about what i was experiencing and the questions i was asking I wouldn't say in every moment I felt hope, but I will say that, um, and I feel like there, there's, I read this scripture and I felt like it just described exactly how I was feeling. It was in second Corinthians four, eight, and it says we are hard pressed, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. And then it goes down. I think it's in like verse 10, where it says always caring about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus so that the life of Christ may be manifested in our body. And I know that's kind of a lot when you hear it to like truly understand what it's saying. But when I read, you know, I'm perplexed, but not in despair. I was like, God, that's how I feel. (laughs) I feel so perplexed as to why this happened. I can't explain it. I can't understand it. I don't know, like, did I do something? You know, all those questions. I was very perplexed. But the promise that I wasn't in despair, in despair, if you look it up, it literally means without hope. Mm. And so um, I felt like not only was that a reminder, but also I did feel like the hope of Christ was rising up within me, that I was really caring about in my body, the dying of the Lord Jesus and experiencing that life that is manifested through that realization and truth, if that makes sense. Like it was the most tangible um, moment in my life where I could look back and go, I experienced death. I experienced despair, uh, you know, or what feels like despair. Um, I'm perplexed, but I, because of you, God, I feel hope still rising up within me. And so of course, like there were moments, but I also remember like driving away from the hospital and just being, honest with God and just saying like, even though my heart is aching and hurting more than it ever has before, I also feel incredibly loved and held and taken care of. And um, just a sense of his presence driving in my car a few days later and 
um, just saying to him, like, how can I feel just this depth of heartache like I've never known before? And also this just joy like I've never felt before at the same time. And it's like something that doesn't truly make sense to our minds. It's still hard to explain, but I do think that goes back to even being a daughter. There's something so supernatural that when you are his and you know that it takes over in those moments of loss and pain and what feels like despair in life. Yeah, absolutely. It's like I when you're talking about feeling that that joy and that hope at the same time of feeling, you know, the hurt and the loss and the devastation, it's like we're seeing the reality of our situation, but we're also knowing the truth of who our God is and who we are in him. Yeah. And so knowing that yeah. we are his daughter, man, that's something that yeah. I love in your book. You say that faith is not common sense. Right. And I was like, yeah. yes, that is so true. Yeah. Because sometimes yeah. we're, people are like, just have faith and it'll carry yeah. you through it. And you're like, but that doesn't make sense. Like what, what logic doesn't. is telling me is yes. to not do what the word tells me to do. But we know that what the word says, what he says really brings us true wholeness and true meaning. And it's not it's not what we completely understand. But as we walk with him, as we have that relationship with him, he does bring us understanding. And sometimes it's not in the answers, but it is of in who he is. And so he just gives yeah. us his peace through that relationship of, hey, you know, a Christian life is not a life without problems, but it is walking with the problem solver. Right. Yes. And so, yes. man, reading your yeah. testimony and that really just brought me back to some places in my own life where I was like, man, God, you have a chapter in here that says, show me where you were. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so true. And I was like, man, there really are some things in my life where I thought that maybe I had, I had healed from this, but my heart still aches for it. And you tell us, go back to those places and say, God, show me where you were. So did you do that? Did you go back? Yeah. I mean, even when you felt hope and you felt joy and you felt peace, maybe in the months after, because healing is a journey, right? It's not, we're just, yeah. it's not a straight upwards trend. Did you have to yeah. go back and say, God, show me where you were in these moments? Yes. Um, honestly, I feel like, so I, that, that chapter was written off of also, I have a song called show me where you were. Yes, girl, because and, I looked it up and it was so good. So I good. I wrote that song before I even walk through that season. Um, and a lot of people think it's from that season, but it actually wow. wasn't. Like, I feel like God gave me that as a really beautiful gift before I walk through um, when I would actually really, really need it. Um, but I had my my birth with my daughter was three days long and just really really hard it was um i had a natural birth with her which is what i wanted um and desired but it was just much more uh, i had back labor and it it was just hard it wasn't what we thought and after i had her i dealt with a lot of fear and um when i went to bed at night honestly i was scared that i wasn't gonna wake up um, I was scared of the lights, you know, being turned out, which is something actually that I dealt with as a child as well, was when the lights would go off, I would feel just an overwhelming sense of fear. And so I knew it was the enemy, but I also was so worn. I was so tired from, you know, three days of labor and everything that um, I was really just in a place of questioning God like I never had before. And 
I had never really asked, why did you do this to me? Or why do you let this happen to me? Or where were you? And if you're God and you're good, how could you let me go through that? Like I started really just asking some of those questions because I had walked through something that I just didn't expect. I didn't see coming. Um, and it was really, really painful. And so that season actually is when I wrote the song and I had my daughter and had her there with me. And so when I walked through that with my son, I actually feel like there was moments where I was going back and saying, you know, God, like, um, what happened? You know, yeah, show me where you were. But with the difference I do feel like with when I actually wrote the song, the place I wrote it from, I was kind of questioning God's character. Like, I was really questioning more of who he is. And, you know, rather than why did that happen? If that makes sense. Yeah. And those are kind of two different things. Like you can ask questions. Um, and I've learned this. I ask God honest questions all the time, but you can ask them from hope and from faith, or you can ask them honestly from doubt and truly just not knowing who you, who he is. Right. And I feel like with Rory, with my son walking through that, I asked a lot of questions. I asked, show me where you were, but I, but God had done so much through me asking those other brutally honest questions with my daughter that I was no longer questioning who he was. I was no longer questioning his character or his goodness in the situation. I was just saying, okay, I know you're good. So show me where you were in this, show me your goodness in this. And, um, also in that season, I was reading Jeremiah 29, 11, which is a scripture we all have known. You know, if you've grown up in church, you probably know that verse by heart. You learn it in Bible you know, class as a kid. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And I had known that. But I remember going, God, if this is really your plan to prosper me, how help me see how that was for my good. Help me see how that was to prosper me. Help me see how there's hope in this. And um, one of my favorite things to do when I'm studying scripture is to go back and like look at the original Hebrew language or Greek language that it was written in. In this case, it was Hebrew. And as when I got to the word future, um, that that word that was originally translated from in Hebrew actually has a meaning for past and in that moment, I just felt like God was saying to me that I can step into what is already done. I am the one who can step into what has already happened and fill it with hope for the future. And suddenly there was new hope for me because the loss of somebody you love and the grief that that brings does feel so final on this earth. But with God, he can take even loss and grief and heartache and breathe hope into it and bring life out of it. Man, that is so good. I had no idea. So I had looked up uh, your Spotify because I was like, I wonder if she's done any other podcasts. And it popped <laughs> your singing up. And I was like, and she can sing. Oh my gosh, this is so amazing. <laughs> and that the Show Me Where You Were was the top song. And so I was driving home from work and I was listening to the song and just literally tears start streaming down my face. Mm. Um, Sorry, I'm going to get emotional for a second because <laughs> a lot of times we do ask God, show me where you were in these seasons. And you say a line of when, you know, show me where you were. And 
when you were doing things that you do for everybody else. You know, sometimes we feel like God does these awesome things for everybody else, but what about me? What about these moments, you know? And so mm-hmm. to hear, like I already thought, it's it just hearing that sounded like it was something from your journal, like your love note to God of just being so honest with him. And I think that that's something, as a, I'm a, I was a music major in college, and I think that's something that we miss a lot of times in music nowadays is that it just sometimes we write from a place of what does everybody else want to hear instead of like what is my what is my story what is my message yeah. that i want to give to others and so when i was hearing that i was like man i just feel like i'm reading from her journal from her notes to god and and it's also words that i had felt my heart saying to god as well and so to hear how he orchestrated that on an even deeper level from a previous season to prepare you for another season just brings like a whole nother level of goodness to that that is something that cannot be explained other than his goodness and his faithfulness to you you know and so it's like even in those, we say even in the hard things, in the, in the hard seasons, his faithfulness is revealed even more if we're looking for it. But you're saying we have to know who he is. And so walking through the hard things with your daughter brought the, the beauty of who he is and hope to the hard situation with your son. And how faithful yeah. is he to have yeah. a full circle moment yes. in something and like honestly, that? And honestly, that's when I like got so grateful for it was I still was like, okay, that was like, I see you in it, but like, do we really have to go through that? Right. Can we you know? not? And now, can we not? Like, yeah. we could have really just skipped over that. <laughs> I get it. I get um, it. We're good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but honestly, like then walking through that with our son, like you said, it, it brought a whole new perspective. And that was, you know, um, almost two years later, you know? And I think sometimes... It, it just takes time. There are things in my life that I still feel like uh, something will bring to my mind, like to, a, you know, a memory or something. And I'm like, whoa, like you're just now, not that you weren't, you're showing me that you were good then, but I'm just, I'm just seeing it right now. Right. Like <laughs> you were already being faithful then you were already good then, but like now I'm seeing it. And yeah, that was definitely one of those moments in my walk with him that I was like, truly just mind blown. I was like, how could you give me something like that to hang on to? And not only um, it's it's been really cool just hearing stories from other women, like you said, of just relating to that, those questions, you know, and also the looking at somebody else, you know, and going, okay, like, honestly, when we lost our little boy, I had friends, friend, lots of friends around me, best friends who were pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I remember having those same feelings and thoughts of like, okay, like, but what about my baby? Like, right. you know, you do, you're like, well, why did, why did they get to carry their baby? And, and I don't, you know, like, yeah. it's just, it's only human. Mm-hmm. Um, but God is good and faithful to heal and to redeem those things so absolutely and I love that you you got so intimate with with waiting seasons in one of the chapters of your book and you talk about exactly what you just said of like sometimes and oftentimes in the seasons and the things that you're waiting for everyone else around you seems to get what you're waiting for and that is the hardest 
thing to come to terms with, especially when it's people that are the closest to you, because Satan can really take that root of your desire, which is a good thing to to have your child, to be a mom, to be who, you know, the Lord has created us to be, but he can twist it to be a place of jealousy and bitterness and, and destroy relationships, you know? And so how do you wait and wait well? You know, I feel like that's something I'm still learning. That's why this book is called Becoming. You know, yeah, it's, girl. It's always, <laughs> it's, it's always happening. You're, you're, you're always in a new season of waiting. Like mm-hmm. I'm now pregnant and now I'm waiting for my baby to come. Well, yeah. uh, seven months ago, I was like waiting to be pregnant and that felt like forever. Well, now it feels like forever. And I talk about in the book, you know, longing feels long it 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 always like has a way of feeling long I think that's why like you reference you know you see other people get what you're desiring but there's also a level of just good and expectancy Mm -hmm. in that because the reason you notice it is because you're look you're expectant you're looking for that you're believing for it and you know I think the greatest gift we have in like one of the greatest gifts we have in being a daughter is waiting, but waiting from the promise. Mm-hmm. And I think that was something, um, honestly, I felt like God was showing me when I was waiting for my husband. Um, I had come from a four year, just really hard, broken relationship that was not healthy and I didn't have peace about it. And then I was single for about two years. And in that season, I really felt like God just showed me how to celebrate, showed me how to enjoy where I was at. And I truly felt like, like I would wake up in the morning and instead of saying, God, please, you know, like I beg of you, you know, (laughs) I would say, God, I thank you that my husband is coming. Mm. And, you know, that doesn't mean I, when I talk about the fulfillment and the faithfulness of Jesus around God bringing me my husband. I've had a lot of pushback of God doesn't promise us a husband. Mm -hmm. And that is true. I can't, meaning I can't find a scripture in the Bible that says God promises every single woman a husband. They are correct. But I can find plenty that talk about his good heart towards us, his faithfulness, that he puts a new heart, a new spirit within us, and he puts his new desires inside of us. He loves to give good gifts to his children. He made us for, he made female, man and female, you know, to get for each other. Like I I get it, but you have to start believing (laughs) that he's good. And so you have to believe that he's faithful. You have to believe that he's a good father. And even if it doesn't look like what you were believing for, I can promise you, you won't be disappointed because he's good. And so if you know that, you know, as a daughter, you can wait from truly a promise, a place in your heart where you feel like the promise is already fulfilled because really the promise is him. And if you don't know him, you'll have another empty relationship. So I've seen that in my own life. Like if you're not letting him fulfill you, your relationship will be empty as well. And so he is the fulfillment. He is the promise. He is the goal, you know, but knowing that will help you in those moments that feel really long and really, um, honestly, waiting can be painful. And some people's seasons of waiting is much longer, you know, than like, even now I'm talking about the fulfillment of being pregnant, something we believe for our year of 
losing our son, um, the time between like losing our son and then our year of trying to get pregnant again felt like forever. But I can also sit down with a friend who waited four years, you know, and women who are longing to be married. Like, so I don't say that honestly from a lack of awareness that that is real. <laughs> it is real. But I do believe your greatest gift is knowing in those seasons that he's good, that he's faithful, that he does have a plan full of hope and a future for you. Amen, sister. Man, that really brings me back because when I was reading this, I was like, yes, I so relate to this because my now fiance, when we were dating, I was like, when are we ever going to get engaged? It just feels like forever. And exactly what you said is exactly what he told me. He was like, Jordan, my fiance, he was like, Jordan, you know, we're waiting right now to get engaged, but then you're going to be waiting to be married. And then you're going to be waiting to have a child. And I was like, uh. and he was like, maybe the Lord is working on patience in you. And I was like, mm. I don't want to hear that right now, you know, but man, was it so true because, okay, spoiler. Yes, yeah. we got engaged. Praise God. Yeah. I love that. But man, thank you. God was working in my heart on that season because yeah. he was like, Jordan, you're missing the point. You're missing what I'm trying to do in you. And when I finally let go and was like, okay, God, you know what? What if my greatest fear in this situation doesn't come and, and he isn't my husband, right? That was my greatest fear. I was like, I need this confirmation from you, God, and I need you to do it on my time. And he's like, girl, I don't work on your time. I work on my time. So let's just get that straight. Right. But when I spent time with him and I went to him, honestly, how you're saying we have to go to him honestly with our questions and our fears and our desires. When I went to that with him, I ended up getting to a place where I was like, you know what, Lord, like, you know, I love this man, but even if, even if this man who I feel like you've called to be my husband, if you take him away, I am okay with that. I am okay with it because I know that I have you. And I felt victory in that moment, mm -hmm. in that prayer. And remember where I was, that there was a new song in my heart of, if I have God, I have everything that I need, mm -hmm. you know? And that doesn't mean that we don't have desires. That doesn't mean that he doesn't place desire in our, desires in our heart for him to fulfill, right? But yeah. it was no longer the idol of my life. The waiting season was no longer the idol of my life, but instead yeah. he was my friend walking with me through the waiting and my father, being his daughter of him walking me through and being like, Hey, these are the lessons that we're going to learn in this time and in this moment. And it was so funny because when I finally did get engaged, I remember like hours after I was like, wow, God, you were so right. It really doesn't feel that much different. Like <laughs> I'm still just, you know, like we're in love, but I'm still your daughter. And I was like, man, what if yes. I had really missed out on that lesson? If God yeah. did not make me wait and he didn't orchestrate things in the way that he did, I would have never got it. And so it would have never been as beautiful, not because of what had happened to me, but because who had happened to me and how our relationship had strengthened, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it was really yeah. cool. I also think too, like, because we live on human time, like we, we have systems every single day, you know, and we're run by time, but God is not run by time. Like we are, you know, um, I think sometimes we think God is like withholding something mm -hmm. from us or even making us wait when oftentimes I think I I believe that he's just really good mm -hmm. and he knows when it's like good to give that, if that makes sense. Like oh, it so does. It, it's I think when people in often see God like, oh, he's he's holding something back. Well, why would why would he wait 
to give that to me. You know, I don't understand because like, even when I think about my daughter, it, I like want to give her the whole world <laughs> and that's me, you know, mm -hmm. but I don't, I, I wait to give her, I'm not giving her a car for her third birthday. You know, <laughs> I'm going to hopefully one day be able to, you know, bless her with a car of some sort on her 16th birthday. I would love to do that. But if I gave her a car right now, she would wreck it. Well, I'm not withholding anything, you know, good mm -hmm. for her. There's just a right time for it. And, um, I just think sometimes women can get caught up on why hasn't God given me a husband when like maybe it's just his really good heart, you know, waiting for a perfect time. And I really wanted a husband when I was 18 years old. And I'm really thankful that God <laughs> gave me one later. Yeah. You're like, God, you did know best in that. And thank you so yes, much. He Man, definitely did. He's so good. So I love that you talk about how becoming a mom has helped you realize more about being his daughter. Can you dive into that really quickly? Yeah. Um, I mean, a little bit of kind of what I just shared, you know, just realizing like my heart towards my daughter is, is just one of like, I just love her because she's my daughter. I want to bless her because she's my daughter. I love to give good gifts to her because simply she's my daughter. And I think, one of the coolest things I feel like it's brought to life, um, like being a mom for me, is just God's grace and his love for us. You know, um, I don't love my daughter because she does anything for me. You know, I, I do everything for her each day. I don't I don't love her for, you know, what she does, but I simply just love her for who she is as my own. And I think that just being a becoming a mom has brought that to life in a much deeper way. Um, and also this is just kind of a random thought, but like when I would discipline her, when I was kind of just learning how to discipline her, um, that was really hard for me. And I have even, st I feel like it's something I'm still learning, but when I was first starting to like put her in a chair, you know, or something for timeout, Oftentimes, at first, I'd find myself um, almost like putting her in her chair and then like turning away, like being like, okay, I put you in your chair and I'm going to walk away. And as I did that one day, I just felt the Holy Spirit say to me, Lainey, I don't turn away from you. Mm. And I think um, when we when we experience God, like his correction or, you know, his his loving kindness in that way. Oftentimes we can almost let it bring a sense of shame, you know, and we may feel like God is turning his back on us or looking away. Um, but, but he already put all of that on Jesus. You know, he, Jesus took all of our shame and every weight of our sins so that God can truly look at us as his beloved, as his daughters, as the one who took the place of his son. And so that has really helped me, I think, even in being a mom of just those little things, little things, little corrections, honestly, to my heart as a mom, as I'm, as I'm disciplining her, you know, just that I don't, I don't turn away from you, you know, and just the realization of, gosh, like how many times I mess up, how many times I should really go sit in a chair and be put in time out, but you never turn you know, away from me because 
you sent your son and you, um, you know, he died for our sins. (laughs) Like he took all of that for us so that we could now truly be uh, beloved and take that place of Jesus. So that has probably been one of the biggest things lately that I feel like I've just thought about and dwelled on is just the grace of God and his kindness towards us and the love that he has for his kids that, you know, isn't really normal. (laughs) It's not human. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think it's so beautiful that in different seasons of life, God chooses different ways to reveal himself to us. And so it kind of goes back to, you know, we always ask the question and you say, who am I? And you say that you don't want your daughter to be scared about asking that question, but to be sure of who she's asking that question to. And so I just, I think it's so amazing to hear God's faithfulness in your life through the hard things and and the beautiful things, because he's turning them all around for your good, like he says in Jeremiah 29, 11. (laughs) And so if you can impart one thing to his daughters, um, maybe even somebody who doesn't feel like they can grasp God being a good father or, or someone who, mm. who he loves, right? Or, or that they feel like they have to earn his love or they have to earn his goodness. What, what would you leave with them today? Yeah. Um, gosh, I would just encourage you that you don't have to strive for it, that it's already there because of Jesus. And it is something that you can truly just receive right where you are, no matter if you've ever gone to church, no matter if you know any scripture in the Bible, you can truly just come to him and um, receive his love that he has for you right there. And he will reveal himself to you. Um, I was reading actually this morning in Psalm 27, 13, where it says, I think I referenced this earlier, but just you know, you would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And mm-hmm. I would just encourage you to just believe that you're going to see his goodness, because if you, if you lose sight of that, he's good, you really will lose heart. And it's really easy to lose direction. It's really easy to lose purpose and focus in life. But if you know that he's good, that'll carry you through the day, no matter what your day looks like and no matter what season you're walking through. Amen, sister. This is just so much confirmation for me because that has been one of my verses in this season. And so God has just been checking all these boxes of like, see, I told you, girl, I'm trying to tell you something. That's so so cool. I literally read that this morning (sighs) and I I felt like I heard that's for today. And I was like, okay, so... Awesome. There we go. So wild. I it's love it. It's for you. Thanks, girl. I love it. Thank you so much. Well, that was for me. And y'all, this book is for you. Make sure you go out and get this wherever you find books. Daughter, Becoming Who You Already Are by Lainey Renee. Lainey, thank you so much for, for being with us today and for sharing your heart and God's heart with his daughters and his sons, if you're listening. Make sure that you check out Lainey Renee at her website, laineyrenee.com. She's a singer. She's an author. She's a dancer. She does it all. And I'm telling you, you have to check her out and her ministry, The One He Loves. We will see you next time on Life Today Live. Have a blessed and wonderful day. Show me where you were, cause I know you were there. Show me where you were when I was so scared. Show me where you were.